0: So it is week number three of our series, Help, I Have Missed My Calling. Come on, we're there. We're at the final part. And if you've watched all three, if you've been part of all of them, then just post in the chat right now a little 100 emoji. It means you've been at every single one. Come on, have you guys been watching? Have you watched all of them? Have you been watching all of them? Mm, We'll see about that, I'm not so sure, but if you have missed any of them, then you can go check it out on YouTube and on our website, and I'm excited for this last message. This is week number three, and really this message is is a message of hope for anyone who's going through one of those transition places, a difficult place, a difficult moment. Maybe recently you lost your job. Maybe you're going through the most in your relationships. Maybe you're struggling in areas and you just don't know where to go. I'm saying that today, God wants to talk to you. He wants to be with you today. And so if that's you, open your heart he's here. If you're with us for the first time, if this is the first one that you're watching, then my name is Jean-Michel. I'm one of the pastors here at Victory. I'm really glad that you're here. And we've been taking a walk through the book of Exodus, the early part of the book of Exodus, looking at Moses' early life. A man with a huge call and some serious, serious flaws, just like you and me. The Bible's amazing because it's not just about These guys who are perfect or unattainable, it's about real people who go through real struggles and just like you and I, they have a call, but they need to find their way to get there. And this is the message of hope that I want to say to you today. Even if you're on the bumpy road, even if you're on the twisty road and you don't know exactly where you're going or how you're going to get there, you are still going to fulfill your call come on God still has a plan for you God still has a plan for you and he's got a plan for you it's going to happen and you see God set Moses up with three things to get from where he was to where God wanted him to be you see Moses the last time we left off Moses was in the land of Midian and he had run away from Egypt because of all the things that he had done there and he had ended up far away from his call far away from Egypt where God needed him to be And this is where we left him. He had still not quite figured out that he wasn't the hero of his own story, that God needed to be the hero and the center, and he was still trying to find his way. And some time kind of goes by. And as God moves with Moses and talks to Moses and grows Moses up, he ends him up at this moment where he gives him three things. And those same three things God wants to give to you today. And so today's message, if you're taking down the title, today's message is a bush, a brother, and a staff. Come, let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you today that we can come into your presence. We can hear your word. You can encourage us. Father, I just pray in such a crazy time that we live in that continues to be difficult sometimes with no end in sight, that, Lord, you are our hope, you are our future. And I pray today that you'll come and speak your word and bring life to us. In Jesus' name, amen. And so Moses has been in the land of Midian for a good few years now. And in this part of the story, he has become a shepherd who is tending to the flocks of his father-in-law, Jethro, We heard his name also as Ruel. He's got a couple of names, but his name is Jethro. And Moses has been building a life, building a life in Midian. He's got a family, he's got a wife, and he has a job. He is a shepherd. He's been learning how to shepherd a flock properly, quietly, far from the noise of the big city life there in Egypt. He's been sitting in the quiet place and just doing his thing. And for those years, a lot of thoughts have been going through his mind, mostly thoughts about how he failed, mostly thoughts about how he's not good enough. It's interesting how you see Moses talk at this part of his life. He's been focusing on finding the reason why he failed. This is what I think. I think he's been thinking about his failures, the things that he's done wrong, and trying to understand why. And he keeps finding flaws in himself, faults in himself, blaming himself. And I want to ask you this question. Have you ever done that before? We're talking about finding our call, finding our purpose and our destiny. And sometimes if we've lost it, how do we get back to that place of actually being on the road that God wants us to be on? Have you ever asked yourself the question, man... Why have things gone wrong and you've kind of ended up blaming yourself? You know what? It's because I'm not that good of a person. You know, it's because I make bad decisions. You know, it's because of that thing that I did that I really shouldn't have done. That's probably why I'm not where God wants me to be. And Moses was doing the exact same thing. In fact, he was beating himself up and beating himself up. And you can hear it in the way that he talks. He doesn't feel great about himself and what he used to be, but at least he's found a place where he feels at home. I want to say this to you. If you're feeling that way, that you're kind of content where you are, it's not where you really want to be, but at least it's a space. I'm here to tell you God's got more for you, and He's going to take you there. You see, God was doing something different in Moses. While Moses was thinking constantly about his flaws, his failures, and all the things that he doesn't do right, God was busy equipping him with what he needed to accomplish the mission. What was Moses doing? He was learning how to be a shepherd. And what did God need him to do? Shepherd the people of Israel. God was teaching him. He was growing him up. God was busy making him into who he needed him to be. And Moses didn't even realize it. You see, all of it, everything, murdering that Egyptian, running away from Egypt, finding a family and, and, and losing his way, trying to be the hero, trying to be the guy at the center of the story, All of it was leading up to this one moment where God was ready to equip Moses and send him. See, God's plan was working in the background all the time. And I wanna encourage you today. God's plan is working in the background of your life right now. When it looks like you are far away from where God wants you to be, he's still working. Moses didn't leave God back in Egypt. God followed him there to Midian. He was there with him in those times and he went back with him. As he moved forward. But come on, let's read together. If you've got your Bibles with you, we're going to read in Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 to 4. And a little bit later, we're going to read verse 10. So let's read together. Verse 1 says this Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father in law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of of God. So cool. This is where he ends up. Verse two, there the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses, and Moses said, here I am. Let's take a pause there. The first thing that you need, the first thing that Moses needed before he could get from shepherd of Midian to deliverer in Egypt is he needed an encounter. He needed an encounter with the living God. Before Moses could do anything, he needed to meet God face to face. He needed to hear what God thought about him. If you carry on reading in that chapter, chapter 3, you'll start hearing, that God calls to Moses. He says to him that he's heard the cry of his people there in Egypt and he's called Moses to rise up and to go back and to go and do what he's called him to do, to rise up and become the man that Moses has always been made to be. You see, Moses needed God to undo all the thoughts that Moses had been thinking about himself. You see how Moses responds to God? He says to God, but but God, I've done, I haven't done good things. He says to God, well, I'm not a good leader. He says to God, well, I don't speak well. I'm not the right, why would you choose me? I'm not the right guy. Have you ever been in that place where you feel like God's calling you to do something really big and you think, but why me? I don't think I can do this. I'm not capable. And and you see, in this moment, when Moses encounters God, God needs to reconnect Moses to who he really is, not who Moses thinks he is. See, Moses has been focusing on his flaws and his failures and all the things that he does wrong, but God knows who Moses can be, and he knows who you can be. And sometimes in our life, we spend all of our time focusing on our flaws, on our failures, on the things that we don't do right, but God knows who you can be. He knows who you made you to be, he knows who you are on the inside, and he He's ready to show you that you need to get into God's presence often. I'm talking to you now. If you're trying to find your way back from where you are to get back to where God is taking you, number one, you need to get into an encounter with God often because you need to be reminded of what your call is and why you are worthy you are worthy of that call. No matter what you've done, no matter how many times you've failed, no matter how many things you've done wrong, you are made worthy of your call because God made you to do it. And he doesn't take your purpose away just because you're not a perfect person. Then none of us would have a purpose at all. Nobody's perfect. No one has it all together. But God is telling you today that he's got a plan and it's gonna come to pass in your life. You gotta get into the presence of God often. You see, Moses stepped into that space, this holy ground. God asked him to take his sandals off so that he can encounter God, a holy place. And you know the difference between Moses and us is the cross. You See, now we don't have to wait. We don't have to have a supernatural encounter somewhere out there. We can come freely and boldly into the presence of God and encounter Him. I encourage you, encounter God. Number one. In those moments when you lose your way, step one is to move yourself back into the presence of God and let him remind you who you are. When the world pulls you down, when the world tells you you can't do it, you need to be reminded of who God has called you to be. See, Moses didn't just lead himself to the mountain of God. He led his flock there. And I'm telling you, at that point in time, Moses' flock is all that he did. It was his job. It was his whole persona. It was who he was, the shepherd Moses. You got to take your calling. You got to take what you have, and you got to bring it into God's presence. And then we get to Exodus chapter 3, verse 10. It says this. God is now talking to Moses, and he says this. So now go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt and so when God can encounter you when God can come into that place where he sees you face to face he reminds you of who he made you to be and he empowers you and he sends you every time you see this is an everyday kind of thing take your worries take your burdens take your purpose take your job take your family take your ministry and put it in God's hands every day and he will send you where he wants you to be You see, God didn't expect Moses to do this all by himself. God knew that Moses needed a brother. And he doesn't expect you to do it by yourself either. See, later on, God instructs Moses to speak to Pharaoh, but Moses keeps bringing up his same flaw. I don't speak well. I'm not good at talking. I'm not the right one to do this. And so God, seeing where Moses falls short, brings him his brother Aaron. And you need a brother, number two. Number one, you need an encounter. Number two, you need a person. You see, we were made to be in community. And so many of us are out there trying to do this by ourselves. So many of us are trying to find information from other places. And we're finding different sources. And we're trying to find our way along this path. But what you need is good, godly community. You need to be in community with other people. You see, Aaron was, for Moses, someone who filled Moses' gaps. He was able to speak when Moses couldn't. He was able to step in when Moses didn't have anything more. Aaron was someone Moses could talk to about his issues, about when he didn't understand what to do. He knew how to bounce ideas off of Aaron. Someone who could bring wisdom into Moses' life. You need someone who you trust, And I want to say this, be careful who you invite into your life and into your purpose. You can't do it alone, but bringing the wrong people into your purpose, they will speak the words that destroy it. And number two, you need people in your life, good, godly people who will lead you back into God's purpose time and time again. Get yourself open to other people. You see, the way of the world is I did it all myself. The way of the world is the hustle. Come on, I'm going to put all the effort in. I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to work. I'm going to get stuff done. You know what? I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to do it. But you need people. Everybody needs someone. This world builds empires alone. I built it all myself. But God knows you and I, we need community. And finally, number three, Moses needed a staff. Number one, he needed an encounter. He encountered God in that burning bush. Number two, he needed a person. He needed his brother. He needed community. And number three, he needed a staff. See, Moses' staff was something that he had with him the whole time. It was nothing special. It was just a staff. But what did Moses do with that staff? He leaned on that staff for strength. He used that staff as a tool and he used that staff for protection. He relied on that staff. As a shepherd, he would have protected his sheep with that staff. He would have guided his sheep with that staff. He would have used that when he needed more strength to get himself up, to move around. He used that staff for everything. Moses' staff was what he relied on later on for the supernatural. You see, God uses that staff every time there's a miracle in the story. As you read on through the story, he goes back to Egypt and we all know about it. There's all these plagues and miracles and wonders and signs that happen and, and things happen where water turns to blood and there's locusts. Every time that there's a miracle, the staff is involved. He lays it down and it becomes a serpent, a serpent that eats up other serpents and shows forth the power of God. He needed a staff, something that he used for the supernatural. To fully understand Moses' staff, we actually need to look at the book of Numbers, chapter 21, verse 4 to 9. I'm not going to read it today, but you can check it out on your own. You see, this is still the story of Moses. It's just in a later book. And he's walking in the desert with the Israelites. He's fulfilling his purpose. And in this story, the Israelites decide that they are unhappy with where they are. There's no food, there's no water, they're unhappy with God, they want to go back to Egypt, they want to go back to slavery, they think it's better to be in slavery. In fact, they're so angry with Moses, they want to kill him. Not just the Egyptians that wanted to kill him, the Israelites wanted to kill him. And so because of their unbelief and because of what they were doing at that point, God sends serpents, snakes that bite them and kill them. It's a pretty crazy story. And these snakes come into the the place where they're staying and they're killing people. And then Moses comes and prays before God and God gives him a strategy. And that strategy is this. He says, make a bronze statue of a serpent and raise it up on a pole. Now there's debate as to whether this is a flagpole, whether it was Moses' staff by itself. But this serpent that gets raised up, God says those that look upon this raised up serpent will be set free. They'll be healed. They won't die. Even if they're bitten by the snake, they will be set free. What is this a picture of? This is a picture of Jesus being raised up taking the unbelief, taking the brokenness, taking the sickness, taking the, the brokenness of humanity into himself and becoming that evil for us, being raised up, as we look to Him, as we look to the provider, as we look to the protector, the strength, the one we rely on, as we look to Jesus, we are set free. You see, Moses' staff represents Jesus in your life, the one who brings out the supernatural, the one who opens the Red Sea where there's no way, the one who makes a way where there is no way. You need Jesus at the center of your life. You need a staff. You need someone to Rely on. You need the supernatural in your life. That is Jesus. You see, that staff is what Moses relied on. It was strength for him. It did the work of protecting him. It did the work of the supernatural. Moses didn't make frogs and locusts and flies come out of the air. God made it happen through Moses. And I'm telling you today that number one, you need Jesus to come into your heart, to come into your life and make it happen. Just as Moses relied on that staff, you and I today rely on Jesus Christ. He's the one that makes it happen. Moses doesn't say magic words. He doesn't do anything to make these things happen. He relies on God. God says, stretch out the staff and the seas split. Come on. This is Jesus in your life. He steps in where you have nothing. He steps in where you don't have enough anymore. When you let him be the hero, when you let him be the one who leads the story, who guides you, who gives you strength, the one you rely on, the one who protects you, that's Jesus. So you need an encounter. You need a brother and you need a staff. You need Jesus in your life. If you wanna go from trying to find your way to being where God wants you to be you need to let go of the burden of having to make your future happen and let Jesus do it for you Moses' staff is that picture of Jesus it makes the impossible possible and some of you are sitting here today, you're in church service, or maybe you're sitting at home and you're watching and you feel like it's impossible. I'm too old, it's too late, it's, I've taken too long. It's not going to happen for me. I've missed my calling. I'm telling you today. And it took Moses so long to figure this out. And number one, he couldn't do it by himself. Then number two, he wasn't the hero of the story. And number three, he needed God to do it through him. And when he let go of his own insecurities, of his own flaws, of his own failures, when he let go of it all... God raised him up. God empowered him, took him back to Egypt, moved mightily in signs and wonders in his life and used him to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt and into the promised land. And I'm telling you today that God's empowerment is here for you. His grace is here for you. His love is here for you and he will never let you go. He will never stop right now. Begin to place your faith in Jesus again. Come and encounter the King. Come and give him your whole life. Come and Let him set you up for your future and where you're gonna go. And so right now, I wanna pray for every person who through this series has been asking God, I feel that way. I feel like I'm done. I feel like I don't have a future. I feel like I've missed my call. Jesus is here to say that he will restore you. He will restore your call. He's been leading you the whole time. He's been with you the whole time. And He's ready to move in your life. And so if you're ready for God to do His work, if you're ready for God to move in your life, just raise your hands for a second. I think it's all of us that from time to time, we lose our way. We forget that God needs to be the center of our ministry, the center of our church center of our family, the center of our calling, our businesses, our jobs. Right now just begin to place your your focus on the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and just receive his restoration today. Receive his love today. He wants to encounter you. He wants to set you up with friends and family who are gonna consistently lead you back to him. He doesn't want you to do this by yourself. He knows you need people around you. So don't think you can do it by yourself. And he wants to be the center. He wants to be the one you rely on, your strength, your protector, your provider. He wants to be the staff in your life. Come on, open your heart to Jesus today. He's the one that empowers you. He never asked you to do it by yourself. He never asked you to be the all in all. He never asked you to be the hero. He never asked you to fix everything. I feel in my heart someone is listening to me today. God never asked you to fix everything. He never told you you were the one who had to build your future. And through circumstances and through what other people have said, you have begun to believe that it is you. You're the problem. You're the one in the way. And it's your responsibility to make it right it's your responsibility to fix everything jesus is saying you can't fix everything but i can come on he can do it he can fix your family he can fix your job your career your ministry he's the one that's gonna do the work let him do his work and so father right now i just pray for every person watching this every person who is Involved every person who is asking you for a future and for a hope. And I pray right now you begin to restore us, you begin to lift us up to where we used to be, to who we used to be. We give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Right now, before we move forward, before we come to the end of this service, I just wanna give an opportunity to any person here you don't know this Jesus we talk of. We, you don't know the supplier of strength, the provider, the supernatural God. You don't know Him, but you want to know Him today. I'm praying today for you that you would come back to Christ. You give your life to Him. And if that's you today, you just need to pray a simple prayer, a prayer of devotion, a prayer where you open yourself to Jesus. If that's you today, will you pray with me just for a second? Say these words with me. Lord Jesus, I come to you today just as I am. All my faults and failures, all my victories, everything that I am, I give to you. Be my Lord, be my Savior, and be my best friend. I pray in Jesus' name. Come on, if you prayed that prayer, if you prayed that prayer, you made the most amazing decision you could ever make. And we would love to connect with you. We would love to walk into the future with you. Explain what all of this means and what it means for you. So make sure you contact us. Click the button that's in the chat right now if you're watching. And let God change your life. Come on, God has so much more for you. He's got a future. He's got a hope. He's got a plan. It doesn't end now. This is just the beginning. He's equipping you to be who he's called you to be.